Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Good evening, everybody. It's Virginia Grenier, your host for tonight um, on the Sunday Read Show, which is a new show that we have here at the World of Ink Network. Um, really quickly, I just want to kind of share what this show is about. Um, so basically, this is a show where we do live book reviews. Uh, we'll invite publishers, authors on, illustrators on to talk about their books that um, we tend to read here at the World of Ink. So it will be anywhere from books that we read because we're doing a book tour to books that we just get contacted to ask if we can be a part of um, a promotional uh, thing that a publisher is doing or a publicist is doing for a specific publisher or author. So it's kind of a little bit different show than what I typically do and what Marsha typically does here, um, but it'll be a fun show. We were originally going to be doing this every Sunday, but we have recently been um, bringing on some new hosts to the world of ink. And so there is one host that we are currently talking to who used to be um, here with us at Blog Talk Radio that um, is planning on coming, wanting to come aboard and do some shows. And it looks like she may also want to do some shows on Sunday. So I may not be on every Sunday doing the Sunday Read show, but um, I will be doing a good chunk of Sundays um, with this show. So just kind of give you guys a heads up since this is the debut and there's been a few changes in the past week since we started talking about the show coming out. Really quickly before I jump into today's show, I kind of wanted to go over some things we have going on here at the World of Ink. So um, obviously we always start getting pretty busy with show schedules and getting things going when we hit the fall season because I know it gets kind of quiet during the summer months. So tomorrow I will also be doing another show, which is the Author Spotlight Show, and that is going to be on Mondays. That show is a show that we've always done. Um, we just changed its name from what we used to call it in the past. Um, so we are actually we used to be Promo Mondays, but we're actually calling it the Author Spotlight Show. And so tomorrow I will have on um, a children's author. Her name is Mona Hayes. She will be coming on and talking about her second picture book that she has written. Um, so if you would like to tune into that show, that show will also be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 Central, 6 Mountain, and 5 Pacific. Um, so we'll be talking about that one. The book that we will be covering is a children's picture book, and it does focus more on the Christian uh, picture book side of the spectrum. So if that's not your thing, you may not want to tune in. 
but um, we will be ta touching a little bit on her other book, which is more of a generalized picture book for the mainstream. And then um, following that, uh, um, on Tuesday night, Marsha Cook will have her show. She will be doing the Naughty Night uh, Nights show, and um, she'll have on a few guests there. So that is definitely for anybody who is into the romance genre, especially into more um, of the steamy romance to erotic romance. They'll be kind of talking um, on that show of that whole kind of genre. So that will be on Tuesday, and that will be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. And then on Thursday, Elizabeth Black, um, which is one of our new hosts, of course, here at the World of Eat Network, she will be on um, doing her show, and it looks like uh, she'll be focusing on a box set um, no, I'm sorry, it's the novel Bird Box, sorry, that um, she'll have the author on to come kind of talk about that. Uh, he is also a lead singer of a rock band called The High um, Strung, so that will be an interesting show. His name is Josh, uh, Josh it looks like, Mal Malerman, so definitely tune into that show. That will be at um, an earlier time on Thursday. It will be at noon, cent uh, sorry, noon Eastern, 1 p.m. I'm trying to get my times right. No, that is incorrect, Virginia. Cannot translate. All right. It will be at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific. So that's on Thursday with Elizabeth Black. Um, so to today's show, The Sunday Reads, like I said, it's the debut show. So I was going to kind of talk about some of the things that we have going on here at the World of Ink Network. I'm currently touring quite a few different authors with some amazing books. And I have been lucky enough to get through most of those books this summer and do a lot of reading this summer. I took on that um, reading challenge for the summer where you had to re read a book that was a classic, read a book not in a genre you would typically read, uh, read a book recommended by a friend, all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of these books kind of fell into that arena. So um, I'm not going to talk about all of them because obviously I want to have books to talk about on every show, but um, to kind of follow up with some of what we have coming up on our upcoming shows here at the World of Ink, I was going to touch on a book from each of those genres. So one of the books that I read, which is a really, really cute book, um, which is actually written by Marsha Cook, is I Wish I Was a Brownie. Um, it's a really cute book. You can get it as a print book an e-book, and it's also as an audible book. Read it as, as, as an e-book version, and then when the audio, audible ver uh, part of the book came out, Marcia sent that to me as well. Um, the person who did it did an amazing job. It was so cute. But what I liked about this book is with school starting up, now that everybody's back to school, um, it's a really good book about building children's self-confidence. Um, and since a lot of schools have really taken on the mission of anti, you know, non-bully, anti-bully kind of um, stances in, in the schools across the nation, I Wish I Was a Brownie is a really good book to kind of teach kids that, you know, even though you want to be something different, which the main character's name is Chip and he's a chocolate chip cookie, that um, you should be proud of who you are and, of course, you know, <clears throat> obviously love people for being different too. And I like uh, it's just it's a really good book for people to um, to read with their kids. I think it's one that a lot of schools should put into their libraries for that reason. So that that's one of the the books that I read this summer that I absolutely enjoyed. 
Another book that was a really good book um, that I read over the summer was Burning Bridger, which is by Tracy McDonald. She's um, she's co-hosted on many of our shows in the past as well. She writes clean romance, which is a really hard genre to find books in because there's not a lot of books in that that um, have suspense to them as well. So that's what I loved about the Burning Bridger book. Um, it is the second book um, that she has written. Her first book was Killing Casanova, and um, Bridger Jacoby is actually a character in um, and. Uh, Oh my gosh, Lily! I can't think of Lily's last name now. Um, anyways, there they were. Lily was in it more, but anyways, they're characters that kind of rolled over from the first book into the second book, Burning Bridger. So it's a really good, clean romance. Um, definitely something that your teenage girls can read. You don't have to worry about. Um, it is in the suspense uh, romance genre as well. Really well written. Um, not a, not a, a long read, and that one is only in ebook currently, but. Um, Definitely, I'd check it out. So, Burning Bridger, and the whole actual title is Burning Bridger, Scandal in the Seed Caves, and it's by Tracy McDonald. And like, like I said, Tracy's been a co-host on our show, and she's also been blind for 20 years. So, um, you'll be impressed with the vivid detail considering the fact that she is a blind author. And then the other book that I read, and I actually have the author um, on the show today, is Too Late to Run, which, again, is another more suspense thriller type book. Um doesn't have, you know, it's, it's an, another clean book. It's not one of those books where you're like, mm, you know, I have a, a, a child who tends to read more in the adult market. I need to keep this away from my kid. No, you can definitely let your 16-year-olds and up read this book. It's totally fine for that genre um, of, of reading. So um, another really great book. Absolutely loved it. And that was written by Judy Snyder. And I'm going to let Judy kind of talk a little bit about her book since she is with us. So welcome to the show, Judy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me on your your debut show too. Oh, appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. For I feel honored. On. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So, I, I got to read your book, Too Late to Run, um, which was was a fun book to read. I absolutely enjoyed it. I, I really got engaged in the book really quickly within the first chapter, which is a good thing because I know sometimes with books that tend to be more suspense, thriller, you know, type storylines. They have, you know, sometimes it takes like a few chapters so you can really get into it because the story is being built where yours, you know, I feel like jumps really quickly in into a lot of the action and what's going on and really draws the reader in. But I know this is a completely different genre for you because in the past we've had you on the show to talk about your books and you've written more for the younger, you know, children's and adult markets in the past. So what, what was it like writing this book? <laughs> Well, it's real interesting because um, I came out with a, a couple books, Goldie's Baby Socks in, in English and Spanish, and I Love You, Be Careful, which is more of a gift adult book for people having mm-hmm. daughters with my sister Joan. And so, and I, I used to work in a children's um, library, reading to children for a number of years. And so I was really geared for picture books, and I still love picture books. In fact, when you said Marsha's book, I Wish I Was a Brownie, I have it here in front of me. I love that book. <laughs> Um, I really do. It's wonderful about being kind to one another. But um, I, I, So I, I wrote children's books, and I really enjoyed that, and I joined the Society of Children's Book Writers and, and really, really enjoyed that. And really, it sounds funny, but like those books. But all of a sudden, I was thinking, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And actually, it was, um, I, you probably don't remember this, but it was Marsha and, and yourself a number of years ago 
who said, why don't you try fiction? And I'd say, no, I could never write fiction. You know, I can write children's books. I could never write a fiction book. And I don't know, one day all of a sudden I said, okay, I'll try it. And um, and I love suspense. I read suspense. Um, and so all of a sudden it just, in a story idea came up, you know, in my head. And I said, okay. And I sat down and then I just started writing. It was, it was, I always said it was kind of odd. It was as if someone was whispering in my ear, you know, the storyline. And um, I went from children's books to this one. But I was careful, um, Virginia, because to go from a children's book and then to fiction, I was real aware that I needed to be, I needed to be careful as an author. I didn't want to just jump to fiction or, or write anything that would be, offensive or or you know to to children i was real careful um and as you said it's clean romance there's one page that's a little spicy you know that's in in the book um but i was real careful about not being too violent or too um uh you know have it be too spicy um but it is funny that i went from children's book and all of a sudden i'm writing now i am writing you know with world castle too late to run and i have i'm working on a couple other books that's kind of a long-winded answer, sorry, but it was, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, and, and it makes sense. But, you know, and I and I love the fact because the way that Too Late to Run is written, it, it's definitely a crossover book. That's that's why I'm saying, you know, someone who has, you know, a six-year-old who's like, hey, you know, this looks interesting, can I read it? You know, I'm, I'm more at the adult level of a reader versus, you know, young adult or even like, you know, the um, not young adult but new adult age group. Um, you know, I want to read something that's a little bit more advanced. It's it's a it's a book that they that these younger kids can read. You know, when they're you know sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty two years old, and not feel like it's they can't relate to it. You know, they can, and you know, parents don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, what is my kid reading? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Actually, someone someone asked too. They said, you know, what age would you say that really likes it? And and I you probably shouldn't say that with books, but I'd say really the 35 and older, you know, it's funny that says, I really like this book, you know, and I don't, and not that someone younger can't read it, but there's some, you know, someone said, oh, I can really relate to the, all the characters and all the ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did try to be careful when you said that. I tried to be careful with everything going on in the world. I didn't want it to be a book too that adults would pick up and it'd be really violent or really you know for me I get I said it almost would get embarrassed because I have two adult sons so I couldn't make it too spicy in case they read yeah. it you know it's funny I said I just can't make it too spicy I have two adult sons and um so yeah no it makes sense now I'm just curious because you know again the, the show is it's a, it's a new show and it's it's about you know reading and and all the stuff that makes reading wonderful. As an author, I, I know you sit and read. You even mentioned that you read. When you're when you're reading a book, and I'm sure as an author especially, because you know you know what it takes to write a book. What do you look for in a good book when you sit down to read? Like what what what, what are some of the key things that you look for as a reader? I really like to get hooked right away with the characters. I really want to care about them soon at the beginning of the book. Um, a character is really, uh, really important to me. Um, I usually, like, in, I know in the books I'm doing, I don't put too many characters because when I'm reading, if there's too many, I get confused, you know, mm-hmm. and I like to focus a little bit, I mean, I like to focus a lot on the characters 
And so I'd say that would be it. If I want to suddenly like the characters, but then I, I really like suspense. So I want to just kind of go, oh, what's going to happen next? I, re, I really like when I can, you know, like want to get through the book because I want to know what's going to happen next. Right. So I have to care about the characters, and, and I also have to um, be intrigued, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing I I don't do as much as most people, everyone has their own style, and I think the the people who are listening who are writing, you know, they have their own style. I put detail, but I don't put too much detail, Um, you know, when I do a book. But those are the two, suspense, and I have to really care about the character. I don't know how you feel about that when you're reading books, but. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm pretty much the same way. I definitely want to be drawn into a book um, quickly. That's definitely important to me, um, especially because, like, for me, I, I always give books mostly, mostly when I read a book, I always give a book the first 100 pages because I know some books do have to build. Um, yes, yes. Depending on the genre it is. And even if it's a genre I don't typically read, I also give it 100 pages because I'm like, okay, I know I'm not a fan of this genre, but I'm reading this book because someone asked me for my feedback and, you know, I'm going to give it 100 pages before I start, like, you know, hating the book or loving the book or whatever. But I, if I don't get drawn in right away, and, I, and, I've, and I've heard so many um, authors mention this. I actually um, didn't get to go to this conference. I wanted to go to this writer's conference. It was down in Arizona, so not too far from where I'm at, um, being in southern Utah. But um, it was Stephen King and um, George, uh, George R. R. Martin were together. Ooh. And they were, yeah, on stage together Ooh, yeah. Uh, chatting. and. Luckily, my husband <laughs> was able to be there, and he recorded it and brought back the recording, so I got to got to see them kind of banter back and forth with each other. And that was one of the things that both of them said, you know, is that when they read a book, if they don't feel like they're there right next to those main characters, then they get then the book doesn't have them, and, and that's it for them. I mean, they'll read it. It could be a great story, but for them to really, like, appreciate the book, it's being drawn in. And I, I agree with that. I think it's important. Um and it's interesting because, um, you know, there's two different types of writing styles out there. There are authors who write character-driven stories, and there's authors who write plot-driven stories, and then there's some authors who can do both depending on the story, you know, is what they choose to do. Um, and, and I thought yours had a good balance between the two, between plot Thank and you. Yeah, character. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's rare you see where you see a, a comfortable balance between the two as well. Um, so I'm kind of curious because, like, I know you know you have this main character Maggie. So, what what gave you the idea of this character and and the stuff that she goes through? Because I mean, you throw a lot at this poor character. <laughs> I know, I know. Actually, I do. And, and and I was trying to think what gave me the idea. Um, Someone said, is a character based after you? Because by, I'm a retired social worker and I worked in children's school, but you know I used to be a social worker for a lot of years. And I said, she really isn't me. I said, um, you know, is it really, you're asking this question, and I've been asked it before, and said, they said, how did you come up with her? And I said, I really am not sure. Um, it's one of those things where I sat down and I guess, you know, just, being a woman and and being a mom and being a wife and and you know being a friend and I just thought how I would feel it, it's not my character but it's kind of a and, and it's not I didn't base it after anyone someone said you base it. I said oh no I really didn't 
but I just as I was writing it, I was I was just drawing on how I would feel. Um, the book starts if I can, you know. The book starts with a woman that's, and I won't say what happens, but was gonna. Her sister's coming into town, and and she's gonna go to the store early and get stuff in the house for her sister. And you know, as she's going to do that, she has a, a, a breakdown, you know, with her car, and she goes back, and something happens. She goes back to use a phone at one place. She saw the light was on, and then all of a sudden, as she's walking there, something happens, and. And she forgot her cell phone, which I think we all do at times, you know. And she's like, oh, I forgot my cell phone. It was in my sweater pocket, you know. And so I tried to um, make this book, and I try to make my books like things that could happen in real life. Like you could be going to the store early, and this what happens to her could happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I, th- again, that's a long wind about the character. And I guess the, really the real, the honest answer is I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, it's, I'm not quite sure where she came from exactly um you know and the other sub main character is reggie the reporter who i really like that character and Mm -hmm. and and i i really wanted to play on their friendship you know how important you know having you know female friends is for women so i won't go on but that's i guess (laughs) the real answer is i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) no you know and i think i think that's true sometimes that you know i find um the books that were really like the character development, a lot of the authors don't know where. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just kind of started talking to me. They just showed up one day and wouldn't leave me alone until I told their story. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it is. It, actually, there's times, um, Virginia, that I would be, it, you know, it took me a while to write the book, and I didn't have a exact schedule or anything. Some people do. I did not. But there'd be times where I'd say, oh, my gosh, i got to get back to the computer. I wonder, you know, if Maggie's going to be able to da-da-da-da. And it, it was, it's yeah. almost like i got to get back to the computer, what the other writers are saying. You know, right. the, the character is calling to me. You better come and tell me, you know, what's going to happen next or something. Right. Now, recently, Judy, um, I was reading an article. And, you know, it's something I've always thought, but I felt more vindicated, mm-hmm. I guess, in reading this one article. Um, and I was talking about um, main characters and and mostly the protagonist and how um, you can't really have a good story or a protagonist unless there's the antagonist. And I've always yes. felt that way. Like, you can't have a book without an antagonist. I've always felt that. I've I've gone and sat on panels and have talked about that many times at writers' conferences. Um, I've mentioned that many times, you know, here at the World of Ink on, on radio shows. Yes. And you definitely have an antagonist, and not just a typical antagonist that, you know, okay, something bad happened to this person, and they just, you know, are having a bad day, or they just want power and glory. You know, the typical villain uh, motivation. I mean, you've got a psychopath as your antagonist. (laughs) And, you know, most people aren't psychopaths. I mean, yeah, you know, we can sometimes be, you know, not very compassionate people and not put our, you know, our feet in other people's shoes. You know, we've all been there. But a psychopath is a definite wired different brain mentality type person there's very few of them in the world i know you know that because um of what your husband does so i'm just curious what was it like writing this character because that's a difficult character to even try and understand if you ran into a real person who was a psychopath (laughs) yeah he pretty evil i mean i won't go into it it was the, the character, and you wouldn't know it. It's, it's one of these ones, and I won't. I, again, I don't want to give too much away, but you, you, you know, the average person wouldn't know he's a psycho or sociopath. You know, they just yeah. would not know. It could be your next door neighbor. You know, it could be 
you know, it's not my next door neighbor. <laughs> it could be, you know, it could be. I like my neighbors, but um, it could be, you know, someone in your world. You, you know, what I'm saying, or it, yeah, because they, and, they and you wouldn't, people. you, you wouldn't know it. And yeah. um, and, and it is, and actually, the the second book that that um will will eventually be out in the next year, probably, with Royal Castle is is a, a book where again, I'm I'm I I, I like to have this um this person that scares the heck out of you without being, mm-hmm. I don't get in the book. I'm very careful to not again, be sadistic or too violent. Or when I'm describing, let's say the past of this evil person, I, I'm careful. How do I put it? Um, I don't want to go in while well, they were abused as a kid. They, you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I'm real careful um, how much detail I give, again, for the reader. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's really, um, uh, he's he scared. Actually, the character in this book, particularly the last, even my son said the last, I would say, 25 pages, 20 to 25, uh, he's really scary. You know, in parts of the book, um, I try yeah. to uh, italicize what he's thinking. I like to, I love to yeah. read books where there's italics where they're thinking. Right. Um, you know, where the evil person is thinking is terrible. I'm saying, yeah. what kind of right author is she? Right, goes from children's book to these evil people. But um, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's the other thing is, is you know, it's like again, just being real aware of that. You know, that yeah. the two two different genres. But um, uh, but he is evil. You're right. I mean, yeah. I'm, obviously, when you said that, it's like he is evil, isn't he? Yeah, well, you know, and here's the thing, and you know, this this one reason why I wanted, you know, wanted to do the show because after I read your book, I thought the reason I'm like, you know, what? I haven't seen that movie, The Talented Mr. Ripley, in a while. I need to go watch that with Matt Damon because holy cow, this guy kind yes. of comes off like that, where yes. you know, like you said, you would not know because that's that's exactly how Matt Damon's character is. I don't know if you ever watched The Talented Mr. Ripley, but it's the same thing. Yes, I they, did. Yes, they I learn did. How to mirror normal mm-hmm. people, so you think like. Wow, this is a really great person. What a nice guy. What a, you know, and it's just a complete, you know, match. Facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, yeah. and I did actually. I was like, I need to go watch that movie again. I haven't seen that in a while. Like, because it, re- it made me think of that. It made me think of that character. Um, actually, that's a very good comparison. I never thought of that. But really, it's, yeah. it's you know, and there's, it's, it's scary because, like you said, it's, it's a real facade. Yeah. You know, and and I like actually I like reading books like that too. I I really do like suspense, mm-hmm. you know. But but it scares me at times. I mean, every once in a while, you know, um, it, it, <laughs> that, that can even scare me as the writer, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 I, if I can say just just again, it's not done. It's not out. Whatever. But my mm-hmm. second book again takes a, a normal everyday situation, and boy, is the main character going to be in for a surprise with that normal <laughs> everyday situation yeah. and um the same sort of different 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 person you know actually in the second book i use reggie again mm. and okay. um uh, although um after doing this book i've had people say how come why don't you use maggie and the man in the book um too late to run is michael or mike right and yeah. i said i guess i'll have to do that for my third book you know i use right. reggie but i'll have to use them again <laughs> But, but well, sorry, I, know, I got I got I, off here. So you, you're no, that's saying. okay. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually where I was going to go next. Because um, I know in some of the reviews that have come out about your book, and I felt the same way. A lot of people loved the relationship, you know, plot line that was also in the book between Maggie and Michael. Um, and a lot of people, of course, are crossing their fingers and hoping that you know true romance blooms between these two. 
So what, you know, here here you are, you're writing this, you know, romantic suspense thriller, you know, kind of author book. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, it's, it's the thriller, it's suspense, it's got all this stuff going on, you know, it's definitely within that, you know, crime realm as well. So people who like crime books, you know, this is definitely a crime thriller for you as well. But then you also have this plot line of romance, of budding romance. So what was it like to flip from basically, you know, suspense, thriller, crime, blah, 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 and then, oh, yeah, I have to have this love story over here? <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, it was very easy. It all wove in mm-hmm. because um, I won't go into but but the, um, it, as you know, Maggie suffered a loss of a love in her life, mm-hmm. and, you know, the reader will see that. So um, kind of just went into what would it be like for her having suffered this loss to suddenly have the situation come up and would she be able to trust or get close to someone again? And as the reader will see, I went without giving away, um, Mike, you know, is that person that comes into her life. He himself has, I wanted to, to um, also have, you know, very real likable, you know, male characters who he himself went through some sort of loss in life. And again, the reader will find that out, but um, just to make them real human. So it, Actually, that part was really easy, you know. Yeah. The the um, and I didn't. It's not as if I rushed anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I don't know. It sounds funny, but that that part wasn't really too hard. Now, when I had the little spicy page, that was a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, and I, I laugh about that, you know. But um, um, it wasn't that hard for me. That's good. Yeah, and and I love it because I think. Yeah, and again, I love I've act, I'm a huge fan um of of crime suspense thriller type books. I mean, I I've read all the Alex Cross books and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I yeah, but what I love about your book is one cuz the main character is a girl, not a guy. But you have you brought the romantic element into it, which I felt really grounded the book. Um it didn't, you know, cuz a lot of I think and I like James Paris as, as an author, which I know is who writes Alex Cross books. I've read, like, most of his books. And, and I've even read books where he has female main characters. But when he does romance, it feels like it's, it's there, but it's it's not, I don't want to say an afterthought, because he doesn't write like an afterthought author either, because he wouldn't be where he's at as an author. But right, right, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it plays a strong role in the storyline where I felt yours did. I feel like it, it, that's what grounded the rest of everything of all the chaos going around i felt that part grounded helped ground you as a reader you know and and made you feel like okay even there's all this bad stuff happening there's still good in the world versus like yeah yeah, this is just kind of a sideline you know well it's so funny oh it is i'm so glad that you said that you picked up on that because that's really important to me in life anyhow that with all the stuff going on in life you know and Mm -hmm. through people's lives there is good, and there's lots of good people, and there's, you know, and I'm glad that came through to you in the book, frankly. I mean, I haven't heard someone say that, but I'm really glad that came through. It, it did, you know, and, and again, especially as a fan, like I said, of the crime thriller, you know, suspense genre, I mean, most of the time you read, when you read those books, as, as great as they are and as fast-paced as they are, um, you do walk away going, gosh, you know, we... We need to be tougher on law. We need to be tougher. You, you, you walk away more aggressive. Like, uh, well, when I walked away from your book, I'm like, you know what? But it, you know, not everything's bad. You know, as long as you have, you know, someone you care about or you know, f- friends to fall back on. It, it, mm-hmm. it, exactly. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I you picked up exactly. Yeah. Feeling versus a rrr Philly. <laughs> you know? It, yeah, no, exactly. That's and that's how I feel with reading books. The other thing is, I don't know yeah. if I should say this, but it, it has a real hairy, hairy kind of scary ending, but it does have a happy ending. I like happy yeah. ending books. I have to. <laughs> I like happy ending movies. I like happy yeah. ending books, and right. you know. Thank you well, for, was, you know, I appreciate you reading it, too. Oh, you're, you're welcome. That's one thing I always tell my girls. Like, when my girls look at books or want to go watch a movie, um, you know, I'm like, well, let's, I'm like, let me flip to the, to you know, to the, if it's a movie I've never seen. I'm like, let me go read reviews. Let me watch the last, you know, scene of the movie. Let me see if it's a movie you want to watch. And they're like, why, Mom? Like, because I don't mind if you watch a happy, sad movie. Um, like develop Team yes. Rabbit, I put into the happy sad because you're like happy that the rabbit becomes yes. a real rabbit, but you're also sad because of the way it all happened, you know. And the yes, boy, yes, the, I have that. The, actually, the I have that book rabbit. in front of me too. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so you know, like I'm like I don't mind happy sad movies, but like movies that leave you walking away where your heart's pumping and you're just like aggressive feeling. I'm like I don't want my kids feeling like that as little kids. You know? <laughs> no, I, I, I actually I really I agree with you on that. Yeah. You know, um, and, and adults, I don't think, need to walk away with that either. <laughs> no, I, I think that's, that's probably a lot of our problem is we have too much of that in our lives, and we need more stuff that's more calming, more, you know, again, more grounded. It makes us really more, reflect, well, we're more reflective versus aggressive. And, I, and, I, yeah. and that's what I like about your book. Your book does that. Your book, you walk away having more of a reflective mind. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I, I, wanted it that way i wanted you know i I wanted it that way because you know i really do believe that you know the good of people and 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 happy and happy endings and even through the trials and tribulations as i said if you read the book i mean you know these people went through a lot to get to the end of the book a happy ending you know and uh uh, but i you know I, i think it's good for like you say with with kids books too when when i was doing the children's books the ones i have out i i like that there's this sense of treating each other nice and you know um being respectful and and you know friends and family and and you know le- you know leaning for support for those you know you care about i just think that's important in life in general you know i know you write as an author <laughs> you write a lot of good books too and and, oh, and, thank you. and you've probably spoken about them i know i know you have them on your website but mm-hmm. i just think i know you go by that too that you know about the goodness of people and and um, I just think that's really important. Yeah. I, um, I have to tell you one scary thing, though, that I have to say okay. to readers about getting things in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I can't help it. Now I look around and an everyday thing, if something scares me, I keep mental note of it. But mm-hmm. um, for one of my books, um, I was going to the back door and it was more, it was, you know, I was going to open the blinds. And it was just one of those times in life I opened the blinds and there was a face on the other side of the door. Oh, my goodness. And I, I jumped back and I said, what do you want? And it <laughs> turned out they were just putting a flyer in the door. But right. um, I used that in another book that I'm I'm writing now. I'm, it'll take a long time, but I'm on my third <laughs> one now that I'm writing. But I used that because it scared me so much. And I thought, that's just an everyday happening. So yeah. I always say the people out there who are wanting to write a book, hopefully they can use some of those everyday happenings. <laughs> and may they not be too bad or scary, though. I don't yeah. think, and it's, and it's, so funny, it's so funny you bring that up because for years, and I've never admitted this like publicly, so it's so funny I'm going to mention this on the radio, but um, – 
for years, my dad, my dad, when I was a kid, used to like tap on my window, and I'd you know open my window to see what the tap it is, and then of course see my dad making like a weird face and freak the tar out <laughs> when cute. I was growing up as a kid. So here I am, you know, I'm graduating from high school, I'm getting out on my own, I'm in my own apartment. Oh my gosh, I'd leave all my friends would come over like Virginia, why do you have all of your windows covered? And I'm like, because <laughs> I don't want to look out my window at night and see somebody turn back at me. And right, it, right. It took me until I was like mm-hmm. almost 35 years old. So, you know, I've been married already for a few years. I'm having kid mm-hmm. number two, now mm-hmm. actually 35. So having my last child, actually my third kid, to finally where I can walk now through my house without having my curtains drawn and look at, because I, you know, I live out in the desert, so I have like really, I mean, lots of open area around oh, me. Oh, it's easy, so, yeah. So, you know chances of you seeing something in your window is not likely so if it happened it probably would make me pee my pants but (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny I go around now and I still close it gets to be a little dark and I close all my blinds yeah I'm finally well I can walk from one side of my house to the other side of my house and I can actually look out my windows if the curtains aren't drawn and not freak out but it took me until like 35 years old to finally (laughs) be able to do that of course, I said that, and one of my neighbors is probably going to listen to this show and show up one night and make me see my tap on the window. Exactly. That will actually make a good, if you know, for one of your books, that would make a good, uh, a tapping on the window would make a good whatever to it. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> but you're right. You know, it's true. I think we do get inspiration, um, you know, in our in our lives, especially for stories and stuff. I mean, even if, even if you don't write, you know, write books, um, you know, I know my grandparents used to tell me tall tales all the time. I'm sure a lot of that came from things like that from, you know, happening to them where they get this idea. Yes, know? tall tales are great. Those are great. <laughs> I love tall tales. Yeah, I do too. You know, I mean, I, th- I think, actually, I think that might, when you just said that, it just spurred something. Because when I was a kid, we used to visit my grandparents. I had one set who lived in New York City. So we'd visit them in their apartment building, and my grandma would take us down, and she'd say, come look, and there'd be a door that says, do not enter danger with a skeleton thing on it, mm-hmm. head. And we'd go down, that was a highlight of our trip, is that she would take us down and say, what's behind the door? So I think that started it. <laughs> Actually, that started my writing career, Grandma, who passed a lot of years ago. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, but, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, is there anything you want readers to know? I, I know you have your, your kids' books. You have Too Late to Run that just came out. Um, are are you doing any events? Are there anything, you know, anything that readers can go and learn more about you, about your book? Um, actually, yeah, actually, well, well, the funny thing is, 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 um, uh, is, is there's a lot of good, good stuff going on there. They can go to www.judysnyder, and that's S-N-I-D-E-R, um, dot com, judysnyder.com, um, and that really shows the children's books. It gives excerpts. It shows Too Late to Run. Um, I'm very involved with, with my husband these days in songwriting, so um, there's mm-hmm. some um, um, songs, not singing, not singing. <laughs> no one would want to hear my singing, but um, some songs that we had produced that we wrote, we were lyric writers. And actually, my son just did a song, but his isn't out quite yet. It's coming out in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. But um, uh, but they can find out more about the books that I have out, because I'm very proud of the books, you know, the children's books, um, as well as, you know, this uh, fiction that I'm doing. Um, I don't talk about my next book. I have one out now that's being edited, as you know. I told, and and then I'm working on my third one right now, um, 
um, not every day, but working on my third one right now. But they can find out about me there, and I think they can even see a wacky me in a tiger outfit dancing for Goldie and the Baby Sox Blues and you know, when that when that book was done. So they'll see the that kind of the zany side of me. You know that besides being a serious author, you know there's this. Yeah. Um, I, when I worked in the children's library, I used to love to wear different socks, all the every, all, you know with funny things on them. So they can see the, those sides of me. But if they go to um, www.judysnyder.com. All right, that's a great place, and we'll get that so up thank on you. our on our website. And thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and and thank you for being on the show, Judy. It's been great having you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. And I just kind of want to let our um, listeners know, again, about some of the books that I have been reading and to kind of cover them again if you're just now tuning into the show. So one of the books that I read over the summer that um, that I really loved, it's a children's book. It's called I Wish I Was a Brownie it's by Marsha Casper Cook. So that would be Marsha Cook, who is definitely a host here at World of Eat Network. She um, wrote a really cute picture book, and it's a great book, especially with school starting back up right now about um, learning to love yourself, having self-confidence, and, of course, appreciating, other, appreciating others who are different. The main character's name is Chippy. He's a chocolate chip cookie who wants to be a brownie. And through the help of his teacher, he, of course, learns to appreciate being a chocolate chip and, of course, you know, still appreciating the fact that having dreams, you know, if you're a brownie, you're a good person too, that kind of stuff. So it's a really good book just about diversity and self-confidence. Um, just absolutely love the book. And then the other two books that I read, which fall into the suspense, thriller, and clean romance genres, the first one is Burning Bridger, Scandal in the Sea Case by Tracy McDonald. This is her second book. Um, Her first book was Killing Casanova. It's a great book. It's about this character, Lily, who um, basically lives with a father who um, is not the best person in the world anyways. She has a lot of hardships, went through a lot of bad things, ends up meeting this bouncer named Bridger Jacoby, he um, tries to rescue her. She doesn't want to be rescued. So if you like strong female characters, this is a really great book for that as well. Um, but anyways, they end up on a run for their lives and end up falling in love, which neither one of them wanted to do or expected to have happen to them at all. It's a clean romance book, like I said. So if you have you know daughters who like to read um, romance books and you want to find them a really good book that's not your typical YA book, but more of a crossover um, adult genre book because they're a higher level reader. Burning Bridger, Skin on the Steve Case by Tracy McDonald is a great pick. The other good pick for that is also the book Too Late to Run by Judy Snyder, who was our guest author today on the show. Again, this is a criminal thriller type book. It does, um, you know, I don't want to say it gets too scary. It's more of a psychological um, thriller in the fact that it messes with that way. There are some bad things that happen to the main character, Maggie, in the book, but nothing that I wouldn't say someone 16 years or older couldn't handle. So definitely um, a clean book for a teenage, you know, young, uh, young adult reader if they want to read a little bit of a higher-level book. Um, really great storyline. It's grounded with a clean romance storyline. Um, absolutely love the book. Dread. draws you in right away within the first chapter. You're engaged with the characters. You're engaged in the plot line. It's really well balanced. Um, Love the fact that the antagonist in the book isn't your typical antagonist where they just have like this alternative motive. It's with a psychopath who is the antagonist. So they are 
literally like a mimic to an everyday person that you would probably have as a best friend and not know that there's this whole other side to them. So that's what I love about it. Um, and I like books that play with your mind that way, that, that keep you on your on your, the edge of your seat that way. Total fan of that. Um, so Too Late to Run by Judy Snyder, really great book for that. Um, the other thing about our show on Sunday Reads, of course, is I am a huge supporter of literacy. I do um, the St. George Book Festival every year um, here in St. George. This year it actually um, was canceled just due to some situations, so we are not having the festival this year. So I'm a little bummed about that. But I want to continue on with literacy because October is book month. It is the month of um, getting people out reading, reading as families, encouraging um, those who can't read to learn how to read to help you know our communities grow and get stronger. And literacy really is the way to do that, not just because knowing how to read labels on a medicine or um, be able to balance your checkbook or stuff like that, but as a community, literacy really is an important thing. And so tonight, um, for the close of our show, I'm going to, every time I have the Sunday Reads show, I'm going to do this. I'm going to share some information about literacy. So tonight I'm focusing more on kids because, obviously, school has started for everybody, so um, that's what I'm focusing on that. So this one is um, to kind of help parents. It's a tip for, for those grandparents, parents, um, legal guardians that have children in their homes and it doesn't matter if you have a preschooler to a senior in high school. This is true um, if you want to see your kids have good grades in school. So a lot of <laughs> teachers encourage kids to read 20 minutes every night. And I know it's really hard to do. I'm a very busy parent myself. I have three kids. I have a 20-year-old, a soon-to-be 12-year-old, and a 6-year-old in my house. And getting them to read, especially the 20-year-old because now he's old enough to tell me no, um, is really hard to do, but I try and model by being a reader. It's one reason why I was excited to do Sunday Read Show because it's another way for me to show my kids, see, I'm reading, I'm even talking about reading, talking about the books I read, um, and so it's important. It's important as adults for us to read, not because we're going to get A's and B's and C's in school, but it's important for us because it keeps our minds sharp. So how does it keep our minds sharp? For example, if your kids read 20, 20 minutes every day, you are more likely to have an A student in your home. doesn't mean they will be an A student. You have a higher chance of your child being an A student. If your student reads 20 minutes each day, that's 3,600 minutes in a school year. That's 1,800,000 words is what they read. And it puts them in the 90th percentile, okay, of as a grade which is amazing, okay? If your student only reads five minutes every day, okay, that's 900 minutes in a school year. That's only 282,000 words. That's a huge change, right, from 20 minutes to five minutes. And it puts them as a B student, and that's only in the, that's only in the 50th percentile, okay? If your student only reads one minute every day, now I get it, preschoolers, kindergartners, even first graders, because I know I have one, Getting them to read more than a minute is very difficult. That at least puts them at a C student, most likely, category. That if they read one minute every day, that's 180 minutes in a school year. That's 8,000 words, and that's the 10th percentile. So if you have kids who are not in the sixth grade, well, we'll say in the sixth grade. If you have kids who are in the sixth grade right now, and if they read 20 minutes every day, 
by the end of the sixth grade, your student should be an A student or a high-ranking B student. They will have read an equivalent of 60 whole school days. A B student would have read only 12 school days. Which would, which would you have um, in your house? And by the way, which student do you think would be a better uh, student when it comes to vocabulary? Obviously, the kids who are reading the 20 minutes every day. So if you want your students to be successful, you want your kids to be successful as adults, if we want to be successful in life, I honestly encourage you, I wholeheartedly encourage you, take 20 minutes out of your day, sit down, read a book. I don't care if it's a book you've read before. I've read the Harry Potter series seven times or seven books. I've read each book seven times, kid you not. Um, but 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day is so easy. 20 minutes a day, you could be cooking dinner while it's in the oven cooking or in the crock pot cooking, sit down, read a book. You're doing laundry, sit down, read a book while it's in the wash cycle. 20 minutes doesn't take long. 20 minutes, my daughter's in the bath when she's in the bath. I sit, and I usually that's when I read my, my for my little bit because she wants me in there with her, of course, because she's little. She takes her bath. I sit there reading a book, you know, while she takes her bath, and I can make sure she gets everything washed like she needs to. Doesn't forget to wash behind her ears, but I'm there. I'm reading. She sees me reading. It encourages her to read when she gets out of the bath. We sit down and we read again. Anyway, so it really is important when teachers encourage you to have your kids read 20 minutes a day, at least five minutes a day because that gives you most likely a B student. One minute a day, you're going to have an average ranking student. But the more kids read, the bigger their vocabularies get. The other thing that happens with kids when they read, they tend to have a bigger world understanding. They tend to have a better idea of what diversity means. They have a tendency to be more compassionate to others because they understand how to put themselves in other people's situations because books do that. It also opens their mind to thinking outside the box. So your kids tend to be more creative. doesn't mean that they're going to be artistically inclined, musically inclined, but they will be more creative-minded. They'll be able to think. They'll be able to problem-solve better. Books help us understand the world around us. They really honestly do. So I encourage you to pick up a book and read. Okay. That's my lecture for the end of this show. And then really quickly, I'm going to share what we have coming up here at the World of Ink Network. Again, tomorrow I will be the author spotlight show. I will be the host of that show. The author on the show will be Mona Haynes. She is a children's book author. The book we'll be talking about on the show is her newest book coming out. It is a Christian picture book, but she will be talking about her first book, which is a mainstream picture book as well. If you want to tune in that show, that will be at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Again, that will be tomorrow night, October 3rd. Our other show that we have will be on Tuesday with host Marsha Cook. She will be doing the Naughty Night show on that. Um, if you want to tune into that show, that will be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. If you're into romance books um, and want to learn more about romance writers, want to hear about some of the, the box set of Naughty Nights, definitely tune into that show. It looks like she'll have the phone lines open as well for questions, so definitely tune in. It looks like she'll have publisher Gina Kincaid on that show. So again, that will be Tuesday night with Marsha Cook. And then Thursday night this week will be Elizabeth Black, um, her, the show Into the Abyss. She will have on her show um, Josh uh, Marleman. And if you want to tune into that, it will be a great show. Uh, he has a critically acclaimed novel, Bird Box, and he's also the lead singer of the rock band The High Strung, so definitely tune into that. That will be a little bit earlier on Thursday. That will be at 4 Eastern, 3 Central. 
two uh, Mountain and one Pacific, and that is on Thursday night. And that's what we have going on here at the World of Ink. Thank you for listening to tonight's show, Sunday Reads. I will be back again um, next Sunday, and we wish you guys all a safe, happy week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Follow me to the World of Ink.